Hey guys, what's up? Scott here, and I'm back with another episode of the SBL podcast. And this week, we're actually doing something a little different because we're going to welcome Morton Elhers to the podcast. Now, you may know of Morton already from his time as the head honcho at TC Electronic, where he spearheaded the company's line of bass amps and cabs, not to mention all the tone prints where he was, you know, tasked with creating signature effects for the likes of Mark King, Nathan East, Yannick Guizdala, Divinity Rocks, Uriah Duffy, Ethan Farmer, and even me. (laughs) So if you've seen any of the TC Electronic videos where there's a cool-looking Danish dude with a ginger beard, that is Morton. And he really was, I'm not sure how long you've been into, you know, bass and how long you've been playing, but TC Electronic, a few years ago, I would say maybe like 10 years ago, came steaming onto the scene with, a you know, some great amps and just really solidified their 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 place in the marketplace in terms of bass gear and Morton was the guy behind that he's the guy that TC employed to really get their their bass gear to where it is today and as you if you know anything about TC Electronic he did an amazing job so he really is an interesting guy and he's actually a really badass bass player as well now since then he's actually parted company with TC Electronic but he's still very much on the scene with the opening of his new bass store in Den- Denmark, aptly titled The Bass Buddha, or Buddha. I don't know, how do you say Buddha? Is it Buddha or Buddha? Let's say Bass Buddha. Anyway, in this podcast, we get the full lowdown on Morton's time at TC Electronic, and you're going to hear all about his new venture at Bass Buddha, including a look around his showroom, which is home to some amazing bass gear, including a super nice Scott Divine signature overwater. Boom. Anyway... Without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to Nick and this week's guest, Morton Ellis. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the SBL podcast. We've got a very cool guest in today, Morton, all the way from Denmark. Hey, Morton. Hey, Nick. How's hey, it? Nick. Morton's got a really cool backstory. Um, you may know him from his time with TC Electronic, but more recently, he's just opened a very, very cool new base store in Denmark called Base Buddha. <laughs> Um, so we're going to find out a bit about that. But before we do, Morn, tell us a bit about your background. How did you first get into this world of, of bass guitar? <laughs> oh, getting into this world of endless pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I started out uh, uh, just totally back. When I was five years old, I started playing drums uh, with my dad and my big brother. And we had kind of like a jazz trio where we kind of just, just freaked out and, 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 and played some free jazz. Um, uh, and I then quit playing uh, for a couple of years. And then I uh, turned into a youth club where um, I started out playing bass. And the, they got totally into, you know, Mark King and trying to be the world's fastest slap player. <laughs> but but, but uh, when I was like 15 or 16, I joined uh, the first uh, pro band uh, I played with uh, and got quite popular and was like a pro bass player for like 16 years or so. And at that time, I then decided not to be a pro musician and it was you know, turning towards electronic uh, technician uh, as a student, uh, as a, a apprentice at TC's uh, TC Electronics, uh, 
development department and uh, starting out soldering uh, jack cables and doing everything wrong. And uh, a couple of years later, I, I was so lucky to be uh, the boss of uh, the base amp and cap department at, at TC and kind of like took it from there. And yeah, uh, did that for nearly 10 years or so. Wow, and was the, that long? Yeah, with the apprenticeship as well. Then, yeah. then it was like ten years. Yeah, and and the, you know, as you have done a, a, as well, Nick, a, made a, made friends with the greatest people on earth. You know, bass players, and a, a, it's been such a privilege to experience all the things uh, that I have. Uh, it's it's a bit different, you know. Uh, you coming from from the UK, or if it. Or you, if you're coming from New York and, and LA, you, you're kind of a part of of, of the music uh, history. Where as a Dane, you you have to travel to London or you know Liverpool or you know to get the sense of, of oh this is where you know Beatles did that yada yada. So for me, that was like a huge experience to 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 come to my first uh, name show or my first London bass guitar show and, you know, meeting people that I've only dreamed uh, meeting of uh, uh, before. Um, so it has been a, such a privilege to, 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 to have a job where you meet your heroes. <laughs> who, who wouldn't like that? Um, and the London bass guitar show not this year, but last year, I was kind of like playing around with some of the, you know, the high-end basses, and 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 it was like, uh, wow, okay, now I finally got 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 it with this brand. I've I've tried a couple of the basses before with this brand, and I was kind of like, I can't play it, uh, and they were really expensive, and 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 suddenly I, I tried out one that I really, oh, okay, now I do understand why this is so hyped. And and um, then I realized that uh, that I'm actually one of the lucky ones in Denmark because uh, there is no opportunity here in Denmark to go into a shop and try these high-end uh, uh, brands. Um, uh, there's more or less uh, uh, only a couple of uh, small boutique shops, and that's more uh, focused towards guitar, obviously. Uh, and then there is what we have, uh, our local uh, variant of uh, Guitar Center, or uh, I don't know what would be the equivalent in, in the UK, but, you know, more c commodity uh, MI stuff. So I thought to myself, I said, you know, I just need to facilitate this in a way. <clears throat> and I, uh, the, the initial thought was just like buying some bases and come home to me and try them because they're cool. You know, that kind of, that kind of vibe. And then I began ran, uh, ringing, uh, phoning to all the uh, base builders and they were like really hyped about me wanting to do this. And one thing led to another that, okay, the idea would probably, you know, it, it probably grow. And obviously it did. And the, and at one point, I found myself saying, okay, I, I really, really got to do this in a way where I can be myself and do do all the stuff I'm, I'm used to do, which is being an idiot and having fun. And 
<laughs> and meeting good people and and basically uh, yeah so now here here I am in the my showroom and the people are getting in. I opened uh, last Wednesday, so it's you know still fairly new, but people are coming in and and checking bases out, and uh, they are like a kid in a candy store, which is I really enjoy that they are going in and they go, oh oh, and they are kind of like already in dilemma because they know it's too you know there's a lot of money involved and and they have to go back to the wife and i kind of have that <laughs> argument you know that like like we all all we have yeah. had <laughs> at some point <laughs> yeah so that that i, I think that's the background you know, so you're in a quite a cool situation where you worked very closely with artists while you're yeah. at tc i mean yeah. big, big names like uh, nathan east big serious bass players and you've got yeah. their insight into what they want as a yeah. player, and you've developed products alongside those guys now yeah. you, you you're working closer with the builders, yeah, and finding out what they want to put in before it gets to the artist. Yeah, what's the difference in in kind of viewpoints? Do you think about what a bass sound or a bass guitar should be? What should deliver? well, uh, the difference. Well, first of all, uh, there's a lot of things in common, and uh, and one of the things that are in common is the passion. And which goes for everybody, right? Uh, you know, uh, when you come come up in, in that certain uh, uh, sort of level, uh, no matter if you're a bass player or you are a, a dealer or you are a manufacturer of basses or amps, you know, you you we all have this big big passion uh, towards bass, um, and then you can say. Uh, when we work with artists, uh, uh, some of them are, you know, to a degree, uh, um, what do you call that, ignorant towards the technology and, and, and the craftsmanship, the technology in an amp or, 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 or the craftsmanship of a bass. They are uh, more, uh, you know, does it sound good? Does it work on stage? You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, um, and then they don't care. That's one uh, side of, of, of the artist uh, thing and then there is like the complete nerds that goes you know all in on what kind of pickups what kind of preamp what kind of wood and what kind of uh, is it a class D or is it tubes and what, yada yada you know that kind of stuff um, uh, yeah I think uh, for me I, I was also I was, I was one of the guys before I started at, at TC I didn't even know about ohm rating on a cabinet. Then, you know, I was like, you know, still confused about. So, you know, if you put two eight ohm cabinets, how can that be four ohms? And if you put three cabinets, eight ohms cabinets, it becomes 2.66 ohms. How is that, you know? And so I'm kind of like the perfect story of that. And then trying to learn from the development department at the TC, where there's a lot of engineers that kind of like, like, oh, modern. Oh, okay, I can tell you that again, you know, okay, you know. And, and so I come from the world of, of, of where, where exact same world as a lot of bass players comes from. And that's also why I kind of like connect because it, I, I, I've been there. And, and, and for those 10 years, uh, I've, um, you know, being more and more clever about 
how a, a amp is built and what components and what kind of design and also obviously what is needed for a, a, a pro player but actually even more important what is what is important for for the guys that are not on the highest level because you know there is a different need from you know let's say Nathan East or Ethan Farmer or whatever you know they have a different need from from like 99.9% uh, of uh, all the other bass players and and that was something that that at TC we kind of like took really seriously because when we entered the market with the first and the RH450 we we kind of like okay we cannot just build just another base amp you know it, it, it would be like untrustworthy from 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 a point of view where you say oh tc electronic is a a digital based a, a pedal company that is now building tube bands oh okay you know that that's not possible right mm -hmm. so uh, or at least the story would be very hard to tell and 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 what we did was kind of like is saying okay so what has been the challenges uh, for a bass player the last 30 years that hasn't been addressed? And that's kind of like every time we needed to do a product, we needed to justify what is solving a, a problem from, from a, for, for a bass player or a guitar player, in this case a bass player. And, uh, and if we couldn't justify it with uh, solving a problem, it wouldn't be a product. So, so basically... I've uh, learned a lot about that then, and now uh, kind of like uh, I was still <clears throat> until like five years ago, uh, you know, uh, playing my music man, and then I didn't care about how it was made and what pickup. It just had to sound good, and now it's kind of like eye-opening when I then made some of the best builders in the world, and they were talking, and that you know, were like, oh, okay, so this do this and this do that, and and. Uh, and and I was amazed on how detailed the um, uh, uh, the work is on building an amp, especially when you do them from scratch, where you do uh, design the power module and and the preamp and all the digital stuff. So that's inside the uh, the TC stuff. I was amazed how detailed that was, and that's the same with the base builders. And 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 you know, I've met uh, base builders that are so into it and and you know uh, uh, especially one that told me he, he, he had he was ha having a hard time coming into the states to the name show because he was sending he was just sending his bases uh, just before and he lost his finger uh, fingerprints you know <laughs> and and uh, just by sanding and 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 <laughs> which is like really wow okay um, there's a tool for that, but you know, but no, I can't feel the wood if I don't do it by hand, you know. Uh, uh, so the the love um, for building instruments are so huge, and I, I'm in in total awe of of uh, what you can do with two hands and and creating these uh, beautiful beautiful instruments that uh, you know. It, it, it owes us of, of, of big love. Um, I, I guess some of the differences are, are I would say, again, it's, it's, it's actually similar because when, when you talk about uh, making amps, it, 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 that requires 
a lot of specialties, right? It, it, it's a it, it's a very narrow kind. When, when you're talking with a guy that makes AMC, he's a specialist, and that kind of have a narrow view of of of, uh, of of the world in a way. If you can follow me on that, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, because they are so nerdy and diving deep into uh, whatever atom they are in, and then. Uh, uh, and that goes with the base builders as well, that their focus is, is in a completely different area, and but has the same kind of like specialty kind of vibe going on. And that some of them then have a, like the whole picture in, in mind regarding that, okay, you have a base, you have a base player, you have an amp, you have a cabinet, that, that circle. It, it is, is, is something that uh, some of the uh, base builders has, which is, you know, uh, uh, I would say the proper way to do it. Uh, it won't work if uh, one of them is gone. <laughs> so who do you think is driving the market or the instrument in terms of its development? Do you think it's the players coming to the builders and asking for new things? Or do you think it's the builders who are kind of coming up with things to suggest to the players? But it's both. It's both. And, and, I, I guess uh, I, I guess when you when you get something feedback from the players uh, and then you develop and some of the ideas is kind of like a finished idea from from a bass player, uh, but but then that is taken uh, further. Uh, the builders then take the ideas further uh, along the road, um, and 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 basically uh, some of them gets even way better than the bass player intended it, the idea to be. Um, so I guess, I guess it's, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, I would say that it's, it's, it's a little bit like, you know, Steve Jobs said that he was inventing things that, that inventing things that, that people didn't know that they needed. And, right. and some of the, you know, some of the builders have that skill set as well. And, 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 and some has just the ability to make a beautiful vintage instrument or, you know, uh, whatever. But it, but it is, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, I think it must be like, I don't know if I'm right on that, but, but it kind of like takes giant leaps. Like when the first Olympic base came around or the first headless status came around and and so it kind of like takes a little leaps and 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 but in sense of 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 making the base uh, where the most essential uh, feature is the wood and how the the neck and the body uh, you know uh, responds to each other is still the same stuff that has been going on for ages maybe with an exception of single cut and that kind of stuff um, before we have a look around your showroom, Morton, could you give us a highlight um, throughout your career? Which artist would you say has impressed you much, has impressed you the most or surprised you the most in terms of their knowledge of, of what they want from a bass or from an amp or from their sound? Uh, I, I think there there's a couple of ways to go around that. I, I would say uh, uh, I was nearly my pants when I, I met Gary Willis, mm-hmm. uh, 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 not only because he was he is an exceptional player, but also uh, on, we, we did a tone pen session in Barcelona and and 
how specific he wanted a reverb to sound was like immensely crazy. And he challenged me really hard on some of the demands. Uh, that That's uh, probably on, on, on the technical side, uh, the uh, the most impressive and and uh, breathtaking moment when when uh, you know that we actually succeeded in what he wanted, <laughs> and I was like afterwards, we're like, okay, okay, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, regarding uh, who has inspired me the most, um, I would say there is two uh, uh, that has inspired me a great deal. Uh, one is uh, Nathan East um, and and the other one is Yannick Guestala. And uh, funnily enough, they're both uh, are magicians, <laughs> which is like crazy. Uh, uh, but just the way they kind of like handle themselves, how they live the life, how they see things, how they achieve stuff is incredible. Um uh, Nathan, you know, being the most recorded bass player uh, in history, uh, and it has a really, really big and busy schedule. He still managed to take a, a pilot certificate, is a, a member uh, on the most highly regarded uh, magician clubs in, in, in the UK and in, in America, and the uh, uh, and and by the way, is sheriff in his county in in LA, <laughs> you know, which is kind of like okay, how can you even possible, you know, achieve all these things at the same time where you are next day you're in Tokyo, next day you're up, you know, you know how can how how are you able to uh, to have that kind of energy, yeah. and 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 it is time uh, it's the same thing with Yannick where he you know he was like an uh, old athlete I think uh, a serious elite athlete and and that vibe is also like he has this I think he's uh, maybe that's an old hashtag but he had a hashtag that says anything about him is always on hashtag always on which which uh, uh, I, I think um, is so beautiful because he's so in the moment, he's and 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 so uh, present. Yeah, he's so present. That that's that's the best way to. And he just you know achieve whatever he wants to achieve. You know, he he uh, he started out playing tennis uh, uh, five years ago, and after two years, he was training the t- the most legendary double uh, uh, male double uh, in history and actually was uh, a bit off grid on on the base uh, uh, community for a while because he was then taking a half year tour on the ATP you know which is like uh, okay so you played tennis for like two three years you know I would still be concentrating on hitting the ball and be you know throwing <laughs> throwing the catcher away you know you know so so uh, yeah they're those two and 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 most importantly basically also um, uh, they're they're beautiful minds they they are uh, people that you really just love hanging with, you know, and, and, and you just being there in their presence, you get inspired and you just becomes a better version of yourself, which is like the end goal.
goal of life, basically, in my opinion, right, is that that you uh, somehow spread some good vibes that that people can use. And and Nathan and and Yannick, there's a lot of guys that are like that when you are on that level. But but those two strikes me as uh, you know they're close to my heart basically sure yeah, yeah. oh that's great man mm. um, okay man can you show us around Woo-hoo! yeah of course <laughs> uh, show us around and talk us through what you've got going on over there uh okay so i'll just flip the camera oh so you okay, can see cool. yeah, yeah okay okay let's start let's start outside uh, uh this is my office uh this is an old building that was a, what do you call that? A screw and bolts fabric in the 50s. Uh-huh. So this is, if, if you've seen some of the Danish uh, series, uh, well, like crime series and, and that kind of stuff, it's, it's, it's like going into a detective office. It, 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 says, it says office here in Danish. And as you can see, uh, we, uh, is it still flipped around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. As you can see, we drink a lot in, in, in Denmark. I, I open up the way to stay. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been, uh, yeah, taking care of that yet. And then there's also the important globe bar that oh, is. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm doing my uh, wall of uh, base. Uh, uh, as you can see, Lemmy is supposed to be there, Hadrian and Thundercat and Flea and that kind of stuff. Oh, and there's a Malou. Room. Okay, so this is my office. This is where I where I do all my editing of videos. And guys, by the way, uh, if you haven't done it already, but uh, Facebook on on Facebook, I'll do I'll do post videos, three videos each uh, each week or so. Um, uh, oh, there's an English brand, Overwater. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I also need to show you this. This is an old school. What do you call that? The safe. Yeah, the safe. Yeah. Everything here has to be intact, so I can't. I can't uh, do other colors than this. <laughs> and, but this is really cool. <laughs> oh, thing on NG two, uh, which is I think is like one of the great greatest bases on that That's price range. I'm really. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, about being surprised, and that's also one of the reasons why uh, I, um, I've done this, is that, that I was like totally surprised about the uh, Dingwall and, and, and the friend Fred. When I first saw this at NAMM, I was like, oh, man. First of all, that color, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not, that's not me. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, there's a thing for everybody. And I was like, okay, it should have really tried. And now it, it looks like it, this is like a hype that is going to go away. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, damn, that's actually, oh, by the way, that's actually one of the new revolutions, I think, in, in bass, where you have the fan fret where, where the B string just sounds like the E string. Yeah. And, uh, as, uh, and it, we've been idiots for like 50 years because this is how it's sense, supposed right? to, yeah. it, you know, he just took the classical instrument like pianos or harps, you know, something that had been done for hundreds of years, which supposedly is the right way to do it. So, Whoever come up is that Leo Fender came up with this, you know, the normal bridge stuff mm-hmm. where you have the same scale. 
it was a dumb idea. This is the right way to do it, actually. Uh, so that was a big surprise for me. Uh, uh, and I think still it's a revolution. Also, when I play it, the way I move around the frets is totally different. And it's anyway, it sounds gorgeous. Um, Malo, the diva. Yay. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, the single cut Sadowski, a new one here. Uh, the Will Lee. Uh, Sandberg, California model. Really cool as well. And then we'll go down here. Oh, there's the Jewel Potter amp, the Monique preamp, and the M700. And some Agla caps. And Ag Agla, the new. I actually really think that works really well. The AG700 is beautiful amp. The Tronhammer 500 and some eggs, uh, some old water here. Yeah, beautiful bass as well. Um, another Malo. Another Malo. Uh, dark glass amps, trickfish caps, trickfish amp. Trickfish caps. Oh, hello. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's the Scott Divine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's a, a very cool bass and, and with the uh, uh, 33 in scale. It, uh, I was kind of like a little bit worried about if it was, you know, uh, would be a bit sloppy like a, you know, Mustang or something, you know, that is a bit, you know, loose. But this is a snappy fighter. You know, it's really... Really, really good instrument. Uh, bass mods, uh, amazing, actually. Uh, I'm surprised how, how well that works, and especially for the prices. Fantaclay. Uh, and uh, another Sandberg, a Dingwall. Uh, pedals. pedals. Yeah, show us the pedals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. There's uh, arriving in a short moment, there will be like a Earthquake devices, Providence, all kind of stuff. Some boutique. Oh, this one. The Trematron. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, such a cool uh, tremolo. It's an analog tremolo with uh, digital uh, controls, which, you know, you can do all that wobbly, wobble, wobble, yeah. wobble, 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 that kind of stuff. Uh, MXR uh, with the new sub-octave bass fuzz. Uh, oh! Where is, oh, I got this new Alpha Omicron. I actually think I'm one of the only ones that has one right now. Available in the shop right now, right now. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just taking a um, so that So that's the showroom. And basically, oh, obviously I need to show you guys the Steinbach. This is my basis. Uh, Steinbach, I'm going to have Steinbachs and, and the... The request for stintbacks are incredible. So I'm not even sure that the bases are coming in the shop because people are ready to actually buy them before they come in. So this is my stintback. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. And the Kiesel actually also kicking ass. Look at that third part there, if you can see it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's beautiful. And that was my music man I was talking about. Nothing special, but it's just a really, really cool place. And another music man, that's not so cool, but cool enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, um, 
I'm still waiting on six stingwalls and the uh, four or five F bases, and there is a lot. And yeah, there's a lot coming. So this is going to be a build up, and I, yeah. yeah, and 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 the the thing is that I have enough time to invest the money instead of uh, getting too much salary. I will invest in getting new bases in because this is the right way to do it, and I will just try to grow it as good as, as I can because uh, uh, yeah as the builders also said Scandinavia is a black hole you know it's you're not able to get a thing wall here you're not able to get a Malo you're not able to get a Sadowski New York City line or a metro for that uh, matter you're not able to get a overwater you're not able to get uh, Stinkbuck you're able to get Sandberg but you know uh, that's pretty much it so uh, yeah so uh, I will uh, keep on fighting for, for base justice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done a great job, man. Cool, Morton. So before I let you go, I have one final question. If um, okay. the shop's caught on fire and it's burning down, you have to grab, you have time to grab one base, one amp, and one pedal. <laughs> what, would you- <laughs> <laughs> what would you grab? Uh, okay, so this is, uh, um, first of all, I, I have to say that, that, um, that, the uh, Bases and base amps and pedal uh, act differently from each player. So this is, you know, the personal choice of of of, uh, of me and how my finger plays and and that, and that kind of stuff. And I already, even though I'm having a hard time letting anything go in the shop, <laughs> it, it it would be it would be the my steam back. This is like. Uh, my soul brother, uh, Tom Steinbach, and uh, my soul base. Uh, this is never going to leave me. And, oh, and, and by the way, it will never, nothing I have bought will never leave me again. I have a long story about the music man, but but I'll, I'll, I'll spare you <laughs> before I break up in tears. Um, I'll, I'll probably uh, also take as a, a, a preamp, I'll take two choices and you just have to accept that. <laughs> um, um, I, I will take the Munich as a preempt because then I would at all times uh, be able to ha- create a great sound when I needed to record. But also when I was out gigging, I would take this one and uh, uh, an amp that really works well with me as it is right now is Defender Clay, Spartan, the new monster amp from, from the Fender Clay. Uh, pedals wise oh that's a hard one. <laughs> oh man but that could be oh, that could be anything oh yeah I'll, I'll take this one um, I, I'm into all sorts of, of pedals and stuff and I, I do love weird stuff as well so I would probably take the earthquake devices afterneath which is like a a a, a a reverb that is made by a ton of small delays. I think that's the best way to put it. And uh, that's just doing something really weird to my sound, which I really like. And I actually combine it with the Arpanoid, uh, which is like an arpeggiator. And I don't do it like a synth kind of way. I actually do this like mostly dry and then a little bit wet. So uh, it kind of like gets this sparkling sound of, of, of the uh, reverb of the afterneath. 
in, instead of doing shimmery, it kind of like just being sparkling stars over over the reverb. Uh, that w- that would be like the weird choice. Um, uh, another one I would use if I'm in, in my funky mood, that would be the discombobulator, which is like an amazing Ottawa filter envelope kind of pedal made here in Opus by Emma Electronic. Electronic, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. We'd have to call it a three, otherwise you're going to start burning. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. As you can see, I don't have that much hair, so that doesn't matter you about get away my with beard. It. Yeah, I'll get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out today, man. And best, uh, my best pleasure. of luck. Best of luck with Thank it. You. It's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to, to actually sell some stuff. You can't keep it all. No, I'll try, but I am feeling like a true pusher. I want to smoke it all. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me, Nick, and, and, and take care. Yeah, and, and just and, give us the website one more time. Basebuddha.com. Basebuddha.com. Go and check it out, guys. Yeah. See you yep. again soon. See ya. Bye. Okay, guys, thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. Huge thanks to you guys, obviously, tuning in every week, and huge thanks to Morton as well for going along and hanging out with Nick and sharing everything that's going on um, with his uh, his life in the groove seat <laughs> right now. Life in the groove. How do I come up with this stuff? Seriously. Anyway, thanks again for listening, guys. And uh, if you haven't already been to scottsbassessons.com, get yourself over there, check it out. Um, if you don't know what we do with a number one online resource or online platform for bass players to get their bass players playing to the next level. In a nutshell, the, uh, the, the ultimate online bass school with a crazy faculty of world-class educators, the largest course li- library um, of bass educational material in the world, an amazing community, the full, the full shebang, the full shenanigans, the full, the whole nine yards. And you can go over to scottsbassessence.com and grab a 14-day free trial as well. So you can take the entire thing for a test drive just to see if it's for you. Now, without further ado, actually, no further ado, I'm actually going to get back to work and start um, get, getting back in the shed. Anyway, take it easy, guys, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.